Are you an educator who works with vulnerable children? Are you frustrated with trying to meet the needs of vulnerable children in an inflexible, target-driven system? Would you like to know how you can better help support these vulnerable children in your school or organization? Well, look no further. Welcome to this special podcast series from Braveheart Education. Now, please welcome your host and the author of The Teacher's Introduction to Attachment, Nicola Marshall. Welcome to number 16 in our special podcast series on the teacher's introduction to attachment. And today we're going to look a little bit at cause and effect thinking. And what that means is when we think about doing something, there's a process that our our brain goes through. We think about the consequences. We think about the possibilities, what might happen if we do something. And then we either do it or we don't do it as a result of those um, consequences. For children who've experienced early trauma, very often the middle section of that process is missed out. Um, So they don't think through the consequences, what are the possible scenarios. Um, And if they have poor impulse control, don't regulate their emotions very well, and they have um, kind of little cause and effect thinking, uh, then, of course, they just react. So if, if, again, if somebody knocks into them, they will just react um, in a way that... Uh, very often is not not appropriate to do. And the reason that they find this difficult, one of the reasons, is to do with their early experiences. If you think about um, babies that you know or toddlers that you know and think about the kind of toys that they might play with, they very often are cause and effect toys. So I press this button and that um, window pops up or I I press this lever and a noise comes, you know, the squeezy toys that they have, they squeeze it and there's some reaction. Um, And if you think about as well the relationship that we've talked about between an adult and a baby, think about the the cause and effect there. So if a baby laughs, then very often the adult will laugh or smile. If baby points, then, then we will point, or if we point, they will point. And sometimes it's hard to know who's leading and who's following. But that whole process is starting to develop this skill of cause and effect, of knowing that when I do something, there's a reaction to it. Another thing that I always find uh, uh, kind of worrying or, or, or um, surprising about children who experience trauma is that they don't seem to make the connection between things. So they might have, you know, just punched somebody in the face and then they'll ask for an ice cream and they don't make that connection. We do. We kind of think, you know, oh, you've just done something really horrible to somebody else and now you're expecting an ice cream. To us, that seems alien but to them because they're not thinking through what they're doing in their brain um it it just you know makes sense to ask for something because that's what they want at that time they don't make the connection between what they've just done so if you think about how that is going to have an impact in the school environment they really don't get the sanctions that we do on in our behavior policies so punishment and consequences don't seem to work very well with these children, the sanctions that we use, because actually they're not making the connection. And if you think about, certainly in high school, some of the uh, sanctions that we do and the way that we do them are are really not going to help them to make that connection. So um, let's say they're, I don't know, they they don't hand in their homework, and we say they have a detention in two days' time. 
Now, how they are going to make that connection in their brain, you know, I think that's really difficult to make that connection. For, for one reason is the, um, the consequence doesn't actually relate to what they've done. So having a detention, unless they are doing their homework in that detention, I guess that might do. But just having a, an arbitrary detention um, for not handing in homework just doesn't really make sense to them. Uh, and secondly, it's too far away. So it's not immediate. Um, so again, by the time they come to it, uh, they're going to have totally forgotten why they've even got the detention. So what are some of the symptoms of children with, um, with a lack of cause and effect thinking? Very poor impulse control. Um, and indiscriminate affection, again, that, that can be um, a, a sign of this. Uh, the inability to share and to give. Um, and again, this is something that you might say all children experience this, and of course they do at different stages. Um, but if that continues as they get older, um, then, then that, that can be difficult as well. And a poorly developed conscience. Um, extreme control behavior, um, that again can be a, a sign of, of lack of cause and effect thinking. Cruelty to others and to animals, a lack of concrete thought. And this is where um, uh, they, they very often um, struggle with with abstracts. So they can be quite literal in 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 what it's in them the messages that they receive and this is again where it looks a little bit like autism because um the literal way of, of, of kind of understanding things because they don't have the ability to think in the abstract and think about what you know what are the possibilities what might happen so what are some of the things that we can do to help children in these in these circumstances who um struggle with cause and effect and there's two different things that we can do, I think. We can build it into the time that we have with them. So if you have some time when you can take them into a nurture unit or, you know, when they have one-to-one -one with someone, um, and to do some mind mapping around different scenarios. So um, you could say, let's say there's an incident. Um, I'm trying to think of one. Well, let's say they want to climb a tree. And as a scenario, when they're not in front of the tree, it's just um, you and them in a room. You can say, right, climbing a tree. Now, what might happen if we climb a tree? And then do a mind map around, well, this might happen. We might fall out of the tree. We might get stuck in the tree. We might actually reach right to the top and have an amazing view. We might, um, you know, have real fun doing it. What are all of the things that might happen? And then talk around, you know, what, what, what might be the consequence of that. So, you know, if you fall out of the tree, what happens then? And then what happens then? And then what happens then? So keep asking the why question to get them into the thinking part of it. The other thing that you can do is do that scenario, but on the spot thinking. So when they come and say to you, if they're in the playground and they say, can I go and climb a tree? Um, you can say to them, well, instead of just saying no, which is what we might normally do, and then they will start going, why, why, why? Instead, get them to do the thinking. So say, so, well, what do you think might happen if you climb the tree? And then they do that on the spot thinking of, well, this might happen. I might uh, fall or I might have a brilliant time. And then, you know, leave it up to them then if you if you can do that. Um, to say, okay, well, we've talked about all the things that might happen, so what do you think now? Do you think it's a good idea or not? And then it gives some of some choice and control to that if, if obviously, you can do that in your environment. Uh, the other thing to say finally on this 
is um, the, the quicker that we can respond to things with children, the better it is for them in this respect. Now, I know this is difficult at times, and certainly in your environments, it may be difficult. But if they come to you and um, they're asking you a question, then if you can respond quickly, it gets them to understand that there there is an impact to what they do. Um, because many times they won't have received that in the past. They won't have been seen and noticed and people won't be thinking about them or they will feel that. So to know that, um, you know, if they come and ask you a question, you are going to respond, um, then that helps to develop that whole area of cause and effect thinking. Okay, so thank you for listening again to this um, podcast and we will speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast, part of a special series introducing the teacher's introduction to attachment. To order your copy of this book, go to www.teachersintro.com.